11-year MLS pro Quincy Marroquois here, and you're now listening to The Perfect Soccer Podcast, where your host goes one-on-one to get to know your favorite professional soccer players, both on and off the pitch. Because how better to learn what it takes to become a pro soccer player other than directly from pro soccer players? Today's episode is brought to you by PerfectSoccerSkills.com, the number one and only platform you'll ever need to connect with and learn from pro soccer players. Learn more and enter to win weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to PerfectSoccerSkills.com PSTM to enter to win for free today. With that said, please enjoy today's episode. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Perfect Soccer Podcast. Our special guest today is Theo Beer. Theo, how's it going? Thank you. How are you? Good, good, good. Yeah, appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's just go back in time. Uh, like, what was your first uh, memory of playing soccer? First memory of playing soccer. You know, it's not really my memory, but it's the, the memory I get told about all the time. When I was uh, around five, I think. I played in, a, in, like, I don't even know what it's called, like baby soccer, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was playing against a bunch of, like, little kids like me. And the first time I stepped on the field, obviously I kicked the ball with my older sisters and my dad before that. But uh, right when I got to this little, little mini field with pug nets, um, <laughs> my dad says all he saw was little me sprinting around the whole field i'm not scoring but i'm just sprinting around the whole field with about 10 other little kids just chasing me with the ball on my foot so uh yeah that's the memory that i i get told about all the time and that's basically my first memory i guess of of me playing gotcha gotcha yeah and i know um you grew up in canada so uh you got to tell us a little bit uh like it's probably i mean uh, it's obviously different than growing up in the u.s but um like what was your youth career like well, um, so basically in Canada, it's you go to whatever club is in your region, probably similar to the States. Um, I played for uh, one of the smaller clubs. I, I'm from Ottawa, Ontario in Canada, and I played for the Ottawa Royals, and that, that was my first club. Played there for, I want to say, uh, three years, then moved on to... Um, Ottawa West United, which was another, well, actually, this, that was a bigger club, but um, still not the biggest club. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was wanted by all the big clubs, which are the Ottawa Fury, who you might know about because they played in the USL, mm-hmm. and uh, um, another team that's called Ottawa South United that actually works with Ottawa Fury now. But um, I never went to them. And Ottawa West United, which then led to me going to a combine um which was for whitecaps and mm-hmm. after that combine when i was around 14 i got invited to a week trial and i got I, yeah i had a week trial in whitecaps and at the end of that week i was a vancouver whitecaps academy player gotcha gotcha um and what about did you did you get to play for your high school team or no oh i did actually i played I played high school, but high school soccer and uh-huh. where 
I'm from wasn't the biggest at the time. Yeah. But fun fact, I did score uh, 24 goals in 10 games my high school season, the only high school season I really played. All right. So, yeah, that's dope. It, it, was a, it, was a good, it was a good season for me. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, I, I know you didn't go to college. Was there any point that uh, you thought you were going to go to college? Well, that's actually the funny thing. Um, my final year of academy, mm-hmm. I was told, or I was getting pushed to go on loan to uh, Fresno in the USO. Mm-hmm. Um, but I believed that I could earn a professional contract, so I said I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go to Fresno because I didn't think that it was the right opportunity for me. Um, which led to either school or getting a pro contract. So just in case I didn't make a pro, I had to check my options. Um, I actually was going to commit to a weird one. It was uh, the University of Vermont because at the time, a lot of the other schools had already um, spent all their money mm-hmm. and I would have to transfer to get go to a big school. Um, so I had, the Vermont was basically my only option. Um, but I ended up uh, signing a pro deal because I had a good year. So I didn't end up going to school. Gotcha. Yeah, that, that is, that's pretty strange. Uh, I never heard anyone say, uh, their only offer was Vermont. <laughs> so that's yeah, definitely, crazy, right? definitely, definitely interesting. I mean, yeah, that, no, that happens a lot though. I hear that a lot that, uh, you know, the schools like, you know, you're late or something and the schools are out of money. So then you might have to go somewhere else. But I mean, like you said, it worked out for you. Um, and yeah, just what about like when when you were younger? Obviously, I know you're still young. You're 21, but like, when did you know you were yeah. like, when did you know you were like really good and you could go pro? Uh, I mean, I went to France when I was 12, I believe, mm-hmm. and I played against FC Nantes Academy, and I played against uh, Saint Etienne's Academy, and I played against a bunch of very big French academies and. Every game that I played there, I scored, and um, people started telling, like, coaches and stuff started, started saying, feel like if you keep this up, like, big things will happen, and then that's when I started to realize that uh, that I might have a future in, in hmm. professional soccer, and I'm, I'm pretty good at, at playing, or at least I'm pretty good at scoring. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, now, once you said France, I was like, all right, this is going to be a good story. <laughs> Uh, I mean, there there is a bit of a story to it. Um, I went to uh, the play at, at the FC Nantes Academy, and um, this was like early on in the France trip, and we played against uh, the, this FC Nantes Academy had the team that we played against had four guys that had already signed a professional deal. So these are like 12, 13 year olds that are already signed to professional deals. Wow. And, um, yeah, it was a, a little bit insane in Europe. It's so different. But um, once we once we got there, um, they showed us around the facility, which is something that I had never seen before because I was coming from a, my hometown club mm-hmm. team, like that doesn't even have a facility, really. You know what I mean? So yeah. seeing their facility where the guys live and the grass fields and everything like that was just insane. And then um, we finally started playing. And probably, I want to say 20 minutes into the game, I was top of the 18 and um, had a little bit too much space. 
and hit the ball as hard as I could. But right as I hit it, um, their center back, who was the, the most promising on their team, supposedly, um, just destroyed me. Like, just like took my legs out and made me have to land on my hands. I landed on, I think it was my left hand first, which ended up with me breaking my wrist, but I had no clue that I broke my wrist. It hurt in the moment, but I think I had too much adrenaline because the shot that I just took went top bins. I was, uh, I was, I was too excited about it. Um, but 10 minutes after that, I'm walking around and I'm holding my wrist like, oh my God, like this, this really doesn't feel good. Like there's something wrong with me. Felt like the inside of my wrist was burning. Um, so I ended up having to get subbed off probably in the, the 50th minute and, and, uh, that's when the real pain kicked in because my adrenaline started slowing down. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they had to bring me to a hospital and all that stuff. And I ended up playing the rest of the tournament with a cast that had bubble wrap on it. So, <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was an interesting uh, event for sure. Yeah, de- yeah, definitely. That was crazy. Um, and then, yeah, yeah. Going, going into your first pro season, uh, what, what was your first MLS game like? First MLS game, yeah. That was a crazy one. Well, uh, it, it had been building up. Um, I, uh, there's like multiple games that I had been on the bench and I wasn't getting subbed in, wasn't getting subbed in, wasn't getting subbed in. And then finally, um, against Dallas at home, I got subbed in. I don't know what minute it was kind of late in the game. We were winning two now. My coach subs me in and he, he basically just told me continuously stay in movement and, uh, and try to be as clean as possible on the ball. That, that's that's it. And I, I said, okay, <laughs> let, let me go out. And the, the thing that sucked about my debut was um, I was probably standing at the halfway line waiting to get on the pitch for about 10 minutes because the ball wouldn't go out and there was no fouls. <laughs> so I was just standing there, bouncing, kind of trying to stay warm while my heart's beating out of my chest as every fan in the stadium is kind of looking at me because I'm the, the new kid in town. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I got, finally got onto the field, um, almost scored a, a, a crazy volley at the beginning of the game. And, uh, we ended up winning two, one, but it was such an incredible feeling. I, I, my, I, I remember it to this day, my heart is going crazy. But once I finally got in the field and started touching the ball, everything felt right. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. Um, yeah, then could, could you take me through your first goal? Oh, yeah. My, my first goal against uh, Portland. Um, so, before that game, um, I was watching, you know, uh, Oconquo. Uh, not Oconquo. The guy who plays for Montreal. Uh, that's on loan from Bologna. I forget uh, what his name is. It might actually be Orgy or something. Okay. But he scored a goal where he kind of couldn't see the net and he just kind of volleyed it like kind of over his own shoulder and it went top corner. I, I don't remember who they played against, but um, um, before that game, while we're flying uh, to Portland, my one of my goalies says, as I'm watching that video, he says, you know, those are the shots that always go in because goalies have no clue what's going to happen. So I was like, oh yeah, so you think I should try this next game? And he was like, yeah, I think you should. With the ball drops, you hit it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so um, fast forward to the game. Uh, I see the, the ball deflect off of someone's head. 
when the ball hit my laces, I just knew it was going into the net. It was it was too good of a connection for it not to go into the net. Um, flew into the top corner, and I watched everyone's face turn back to me like, what did you just do? And I, I had no clue what to do after that. So I started sprinting um, to the middle of the field, sprinted all the way to um, to where our home fans were, jumped up in the air and had had everyone jump on me. It was the, I'd say the best moment of my life. I, I've, uh, I've never experienced like a, a feeling like that until then, obviously. And it was, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, definitely. Did you get to keep the ball? I didn't, actually. Dang. I think uh, our guy on their team scored his first goal as well, and they beat us, and they were home, so. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha, exactly. gotcha. Enjoy learning what it takes to become a better player from professional soccer players? Well, how would you like to work with professional players one-on-one? Now you can with Be Pro by Perfect Soccer. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-E-P-R-O to apply to work with our network of pro players today. And I know uh, this year just been crazy overall. Um, what, what was it What was it like to experience uh, playing in the bubble? It was, it was uh, different, to say the least. Um, I mean, it was, uh, the, the playing was fine. It was more the, the yeah. whole interaction thing. You didn't know if you could, like, go see guys that you knew when you saw them and things like that it, it just felt it felt off you know what I mean yeah um, but I think the MLS did a, a a pretty decent job setting it up and making sure that people were relatively comfortable mm-hmm. um, so yeah the bubble the bubble wasn't horrible for me at least yeah um, and then what about I know you're on the national team uh, was it was it mean to you to just uh wear the Canadian jersey I mean uh, it means everything man um, my my dad told me when I was very young that if I play for the national team just once that uh, it'll then I can retire from football and, and I've made him proud obviously he he wants a little bit more now but he was uh, when he when I made the national team it was a big moment for my whole family everyone was, was ecstatic I remember it was during Christmas um Last year, I got a phone call right after Christmas saying, "Hey, CEO, <laughs> you're uh, you're going to the national team," and it was it was a job to your knees moment, basically, because um, I've been working really hard to try to to try to do this, and I I, I want to be part of Canada soccer's history and and part of a legacy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, is there any dates for like any of the qualifiers for like the Olympics or World Cup yet, or no? Well, we have camps in uh, January and February, I believe. Okay. Um, and uh, so we should be the final like teams for those should be coming out soon. Okay. And uh, the Olympics, they're they're still they're trying to do the same thing as where, what it was supposed to be this year. So hopefully, like end of the year ish. But um, it all it obviously depends on what happens with COVID and yeah. if this. If the vaccine is uh, is available to that many people, and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, how is it? Is it is it better in Canada than the U.S. right now? I th- I'm pretty sure. I think it is. Oh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> Canada is uh, is actually really good for COVID. Not not too many in Vancouver. Obviously, like it, 
it rose a little bit around this time because it's flu season and mm-hmm. people get confused and think that they have COVID just because they got a sniffle. Right. But um, it's uh, yeah, it's it's not too bad here, but obviously we're still being safe wearing masks yeah. and uh, and social distancing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, are you ready for the five Quincy questions? Let's do it. All right. What's the most important uh, skill or quality that made you successful as a pro player? That's a good question. Um, I think uh, skill or quality. That's a, that's actually a very good question. Let me think about this for a sec. <laughs> All right. I told I told you the Quincy the Quincy questions go deep. <laughs> yeah, this is good. This is good. I like it. I think um, the skill to be able to reevaluate things was uh, part of the thing that made me become a pro, and to 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 be able to like critically think about my situations. I uh, when I first came to Vancouver, I had a hard time being away from my family and things like that. Mm-hmm. But um, I basically Whitecaps has. Uh, a guy that helps us with with that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So I would talk to him pretty often, and he 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 basically gave me skills to understand like why I'm here and what I'm doing, make, making sure that I didn't lose perspective. And I think that that was really important in me becoming a pro because there was a point where soccer wasn't going too well. Um, school was not; it was not going well, but it wasn't going the way I wanted it to, mm-hmm. and. I was away from home, so I was like, "Why? Why am I doing this? Like, do I should I even be doing this?" But um, that guy taught me basically. His name's Doctor Cox. He basically he taught me that if I just persevere through the the hard times, then good times will come, and there'll be more good times than hard. So, yeah, I think that yeah, I guess you could say being able to persevere is a is a big part of becoming a pro. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, what's the biggest mistake you think pro players are making? spending all their money <laughs> all right I mean, and that, that's a serious thing man i think yeah, that sure. uh, a lot of the young players get a get a weird view on on how money works and spend too much money when they uh when they become a pro and spend money on the wrong things yeah um i, I me included when i was uh, a younger pro i uh, i had made some questionable decisions about purchases but i think that um things like Instagram are making it uh, like creating unrealistic views for, yeah. for young pros, especially. Um, so yeah, I just think that they need to manage their money and make sure they're not broke right when they retire. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Now, right when you said that, that's what I was about to say about Instagram. I was like, that's why that's one of the cons of social media. Cause it just, you know, people put on a facade basically on social media. Yeah, exactly. They uh, don't know that those people don't dress like that every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like, um, same thing like you said. I mean, everyone makes mistakes, obviously, when they're young with money and things like that, uh, just yeah. in general. So it's just like, a, I think it's like a learning curve and just not to not to keep on doing it. Exactly. Um, what, what advice would you give to a young player trying to make a pro league? Uh, the advice I'd give is, I'll put it into kind of like a sentence. Uh, the sacrifice that you're thinking about making, you should make. That's That's what I would tell a young pro. I like that. Um, so when I was when I was young, I uh, I had to sacrifice everything. Obviously, mm-hmm. I had to move across the country, move away from my friends, my family, and uh, 
but obviously for something that that was a great opportunity. So um, the sacrifice will will be rewarded if you if you stay focused. So yeah, that's that's what I would say. Yeah, definitely agree with you on that one. Uh, what uh, this these could be soccer related or, or life related. Um, yeah. What what is something that most people think is true that you believe isn't? Oh, interesting. Um. Definitely. No, I like no, I like that answer. That was a good one. Um, what What is something you would move forward with if you weren't scared of what would happen if if it didn't go well? Something I would move forward with. Can you repeat it? Yeah. What's something you would move forward with if you weren't scared of what would happen if things didn't go well? This is a light or yeah, both or, anything okay. either either or. Um. Like for like, I'll tell you example. Like for example, like some people said, like yeah. oh, I'd go try out uh, overseas, or like, or I want to open up a business, but I never did it before. Things like that. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say actually, um, I wanted, I want to start a. I've, I've been wanting to start like a, a mentor mentorship kind of thing for um, for young athletes around around Vancouver because I feel like they kind of need some guidance now. Mm-hmm. Um, the academy isn't exactly like the same as it was when we were younger. So um, I, I kind of want to bring my own piece and my own thoughts and that sort of thing to the academy yeah. um, and try to help out some guys. But um, it's, it's difficult for me to do that because of uh, like how life is, is going and what I have to focus on. But I definitely think that that's something that I'll eventually do um, when the, the concert will I guess there's no real consequences, but it's just a lot to manage. Yeah, yeah, for that sure. That makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you're saying. Um, yeah, what did, what did you think about uh, the players creating the Black Players for Change? I, I, I thought it was necessary. Um, I was obviously all aboard for it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that some change was made, um, but that it's just the beginning of, of something that could be really, really good for – for not only the league, for the black players in the league, but for for an example around North America, so that people mm-hmm. understand that it's not going to just be a, a walkthrough. It's going to be real business. Serious things are going to happen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, you ready for some fun questions? These will be more more light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do it. Um, who's who's a person that uh, a player that you'd want to do a jersey exchange with in the MLS, and then uh, someone like overseas? Um, in the MLS, I wanted to uh, exchange with Nanny, and then overseas, I I want to exchange with um, Obamiang. 
that's my my favorite player. All right. Um, what do you like to do in your free time when you're not playing soccer? Good question. Um, well, I don't exactly have the most free time because I'm doing school at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, uh, I like to um, read. I read a little bit. I like to play the occasional. Okay, not occasional. I play card beta video games. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but uh, I also uh, I like biking and, yeah, cooking. Cooking what? is a, a big one for me as well. Yeah. What, what what games are you playing right now? I play Warzone. I play um, FIFA. I play 2K. And, oh, I got, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, got, are you an Xbox guy or a PlayStation guy? Okay. See, everyone <laughs> asked me this. So <laughs> I'm in, I'm, I currently play on the Xbox, but I've been a PlayStation guy my whole life. The only reason I switched to Xbox is because when I came to Vancouver, everyone was Xbox. So if I wanted to play with my friends, I had to play on xbox but um now they're like oh let's let's make cross-platform and all this um the other reason i chose xbox is because i have really large hands and the ps4 controller was so small it was like a baby controller (laughs) so um xbox controllers just work better but now ps5 controller is big so i'm a little conflicted at the moment i have the the new xbox but i'm probably going to get the ps5 as well because some of my boys from back home from Ottawa play on uh, PlayStation, so we'll see. Gotcha, gotcha. I, I like both, I guess. All right. Um, oh, what are you what are you studying right now? Are you you're, you're in college? Yeah. So um, SNHU is the uh, connected to MLS. It's basically like I get free university. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm taking psychology, hopefully to to get a, a sport a sports psych degree. And, uh, yeah, it kind of goes back to me being able to, like, mentor people and things like that. I think that it's important to to help the next generation. Yeah, definitely. And I I think I have a lot of insight. Yeah, yeah, that goes hand in hand with, like, you just said what you just said. (laughs) Um, Well, appreciate you coming on. And could you let the listeners know where they can follow you on social media? Yeah, um, all my platforms are Thelonious Bear. Gotcha again. Appreciate, appreciate you it. guys having me, man. For sure. Quincy Marqua here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you'd like us to interview next, we'll get working on that right away. You can listen to this full episode and more at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today.